Today on Lockdown Red Wings, penalties, posts, and Brad Marchand. That's the story of the game of how they beat the Detroit Red Wings 5-1 to in Boston. But the underlying numbers show that Detroit didn't play that bad. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily JAWWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty is a freelance journalist for the Detroit News as well as the host of Locked On Tigers. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, Scotty, I came stomping up the stairs, all in a huff, angry, ready to yell at you about yell at you specifically about how the Red Wings played. And uh, we sat down and we started talking. We started looking at the numbers, and the Red Wings were actually pretty competitive in this game. And I do think that that you know, matches for 40 minutes saw. for 40 minutes. Yeah. I was getting they, there. They, was nobody getting should there. convince you that they were about them in the third period. Yeah. No. And the underlying numbers show they weren't. But when you look at Corsi, you look at Fenwick and you look at expected goals for, they actually outshot and out quality shot the Bruins in the first two periods. But all of it I mean, was even, for now. I don't even think, you know, the, there's a lot of people that, that analyze the game differently and that, that watch the game differently. I don't even think, you know, you have to really turn to advanced numbers. I think it was pretty clear. Like the first two periods, they the they hung goals. with them. And like, I I say that as a like I guess kind of a positive, but also kind of a negative. Like I'm I'm um they they did hang with them, and it was a a close competitive game for you know forty minutes. Um, but I'm really tired of us like hanging with people like i i just want to be the at the level yeah i, I just want to be at the level of a good team like I'm, I'm so tired of of like oh like we actually hung with the bruins for two periods in a three period game like i, I i'm so tired like i i, I just want to I, I i and i know that, that you know that, that goes we we've talked about what this season is we've talked about where we're at as a team and whatnot and it's probably just like right after that just stings especially after what happened in new jersey it, it really sucks like it does it, there's no really no other way to put it this blows but like i i, I just I'm, I'm tired of hearing oh we hung with a good team like how about we just start like at that level and are just like one of the good teams and then yeah, it's just no. like expected how about we do that but but yeah i i mean objectively in the first two periods, I don't, I don't. I think no matter how you analyze or take in the game or what numbers you you look at, I think pretty pretty objectively that that was a it was a very close first couple of periods, and then it just got away from them there in the third. Um, I I do agree as dude, my camera. What, I, dude, what is I don't going know. on? Oh, there, there you go. go. There you go. You're <laughs> It was not focused, and it's been doing that a lot lately. I don't. You know what it is because everything's white now. It's got my pasty ass uh, face <laughs> blending into the background. It doesn't know yeah. where to focus. No, but like, let's not let's let's cut. You know, the I won't call it BS. Like, the underlying numbers are great, and I'm sure we'll get back water, to it. By the way, and talk about it. Yes, it's liquid death, it's sparkling water. Um, it's manly sparkling, sparkling. water. Not but, sparkling. 
I have the non-sparkling kind. It bothers me. So it's just water? Yeah, it's just water in a can. Straight water. All right, that's really stupid, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, God, you got me off track. This was a dud of a game. This was yeah. absolutely – they came out and laid an egg. The underlying numbers are great, and like I said, we will get back to that, and we'll talk about it as a positive. But overall, this was an embarrassment. Like, I was sitting there yeah. irritated. And like I said, I was coming up the stairs upset because the biggest reason why this was a dud of a game for me was not because of the refing, not because of the amount of posts they hit, not because of the power play goals and the penalty kill. They gave up three power play goals, which is really like the biggest difference in this game. But the fact that in their defensive zone, they just kept getting walked. And yeah. that was that was the difference between this Red Wings team this year and this Red Wings team's last year is up until now, we've been saying, well, the defense is better. We still knew it was a weakness, but it was better. And in this game, it did not look like a strength. It looked like despite on paper, having a much better defensive team, defensive roster, they, they, they just couldn't figure it out. There were bodies in front. There was one goal on Huso where they got three whacks at the puck. And that was with cider out there. And instead cider was just whacking at the puck too. Sherratt finally came in and played a body, but it was too late. And then on the outside, they keep getting out hustled on the outside, torched, cut, torched on the outside. It's not, it's not like a close, like, yeah. like a close, like, oh, you know, they just keep getting out muscled a little bit. Like, no, they keep getting absolutely lit up on the outside continuously over and over and over again. And look, this game, I, uh, watching it, it it was one of those even in the first two periods where you know it was it was a much closer contest to me it was one of those things where and we hung with them in in shots on net too and and like the shots that we were getting were all some of them were were high danger some of them were good opportunities I'm not trying to take away from the opportunities we did have but our opportunities were fast break you know see somebody down ice shoot it down ice, very quick opportunities that arose. And then they took advantage of, of some of them, or at least got shots on net in, in, as far as that re- regard goes and taking advantage of them. But they were, they were quick. They, they were quick hitters. You know, we're going to pour out. We're going to go on the rush, whatever. Whereas Boston was, especially in the first period, was in our zone like the entire period. Yeah, And it, it just good. felt like one of those things where like we're, we're, playing them decently i guess and and it's a close game and and we have decent like possession metrics and like in the neutral zone we're we're doing pretty well and and our zone entry is is good when we have the puck but like at the end of the day boston is just sitting in our zone for a majority of the time and like that's something that that it it always felt like you know i i didn't expect five to one i didn't expect to get smacked at the end of the day but uh it just felt like one of those things where that they just were in control, really, I, I guess, the entire time. And, and for sure, I mean, another issue is that they they still remain snake-bitten by penalties. There's an issue, another issue they had last year, and they've been taking a lot of penalties this year. They've gotten lucky by how good their penalty kill was up was at up until this game. But this game against a good Boston, like this is a, a top echelon team in the league, you know, a playoff contending seven, team. 7-1-0 oh now after as, this game? Yeah, 7-1-0. Uh, as much yeah, as I want them, I, said, right? I thought you said seven zero and one. No, you said seven one and one. Did you? I don't know. Any, either it's way, seven one and zero, though. You are correct. Yes. Um, but 
this is what happens when you're finally challenged. And we talked about strength of schedule uh, before this game and that you need to get as many points as possible. And you laid an egg against the Devils, who had great underlying num- numbers that came out in, in that game. And now you come out against the Boston Bruins, and you can't afford it. Derek alone said it in his media availability before the Devils game. This team is not good enough to make mistakes. And they made seven key mistakes in this game for penalties. And Michael Rasmussen was in particular snake bitten. He had three penalties in this game, three consecutive penalties for the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I'm not going to give him too much flack because two of those penalties, you could argue all three were pretty bogus. The third, the first one he got, which was the high sticking, he high sticked him. It was accidental. I don't think it yeah. like that, but that's a high sticking. The cross-checking was he got a penalty for being big. He ran into him and Felino fell. And the third penalty was just he was trying to clear the zone. And even at that angle, I don't know how he cleared that. But Michael Rasmussen was snake pit, and this team is not good enough. Derek Lillian was completely right, not good enough to make those mistakes, and that's where they really got hurt because the Boston Bruins on the power play is lethal with Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. And Brad Marchand, I believe, both of his goals in his first game back, by the way, hell, David Pasternak's goal. So the best players on the Bruins team, all, all their goals came on the power play. And so yeah. you want to talk about, and I said it in the cold open, posts, power plays, and Brad Marchand. Those are the three reasons why you lost this game because you hit three posts in this game where you could have scored goals. You gave up three power Man, play goals. Soderblom one killed me. Dude, the, the Dylan Larkin me. one too. Killed me. Post penalties and Brad Marchand, man. It was, it, it, that was the story of this game as to why they lost. And what's the craziest thing, and we'll talk about it, why like this game, just like the wheels fell off in the third period and all the frustra- frustration boiled over. And the, they just fell apart completely. Huso finally started kind of I, – I don't want to get on Huso's back because in at five-on-five five play, he was good. He had an above 900 save percentage. Three power play goals is tough. Like, that's a tough oh. – that's, that's tough. That's I can't blame him for that, and his defense didn't help him at all. But it just – the frustration of not being able to convert, the frustration of bad penalties and just taking penalties, that all came to a head in the third, and it fell apart for the Wings. And – that was something we saw a lot of out of the Detroit Red Wings last year. And I just, I'm, I'm afraid and I don't want to see that out of the Red Wings this year. Tough stretch going forward. We've talked about <laughs> it a lot. The schedule well, ain't get easier. Let me tell you, it's, it's not going to be Boston every night, but it's going to be some darn good teams for the next five games. Absolutely. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about some of the positives. We'll get back into those underlying numbers. Face-offs, surprisingly, a boon in this game. Don't know how that happened, but we'll talk about it. Um, when we come back on Lockdown Red Wings, but first I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. As soon as I get the ad open, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football bet and the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. Scotty, I don't know if you noticed this. But we took the so the over under in this game when we recorded was it six, six. and the and game ended at six. six. Goals, yeah. So they know what they're doing when they sit these set these lines up. Uh, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Scotty. In an attempt not to overreact to this game and this loss. Let's talk about what seemingly didn't exist in this game, which was positives coming in. 
But now we're recognizing that, okay, it wasn't all bad. First and foremost, the biggest surprise, I think, the Red Wings, who were 30th in faceoff percentage, and the Boston Bruins, who were first in faceoff percentage, yeah. met on the ice, and the Red Wings got the edge. The Red Wings won, what, 50.8, something like that, which is just a small margin over, 51.7, a small margin more than the Boston Bruins. They won a total of three more faceoffs, two more faceoffs than the Boston Bruins. But the fact that they, for a team that's historically bad so far this season, and the Boston Bruins, who are excel at that, that is a good thing to see and get, shows life in the faceoff game that they are capable of making adjustments. It didn't result in any positivity in the back of the net, but I digress. For sure. No, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm so tired of moral victories, so I'm not going to call it a moral victory, but it's, it's an aspect of the game that we were very much struggling at for a very long time and are now going up, went up against objectively one of the best teams in the league when it comes to face off percentage. And, outplayed them in that area so like it's like you said it's at least nice to know that it is possible for this team to to make adjustments and all the lefties <laughs> and uh, uh, taking faceoffs isn't going to kill us too bad and then again if you look at so if you look at their Corsi four percentage their Fenwick and their expected goals four percentage at five on five the Red Wings actually not just played well but kind of dominated through the first two periods Again, the penalties is really what killed the Red Wings in this game. And I agree with you, Scotty. I saw it as well, that the Bruins at five on five were still better setting up in the zone and creating offensive pressure while the Red Wings were getting chances off the rush. When they were in our zone, it was it it was very much playing on our back heel, not able to get possession back, but um, it was not generating shot attempts. Right. It wasn't generating a ton of shot attempts, especially in the first period. That was that was the craziest part about that period was that we were, I, I think, only down two shots maybe at the end of the first period, two or three. Might have been like 9 to 12 or something like that. But anyway, we, we were hanging right with them in, in shots in the first. And I think we might have been out shooting them through two or, or something close to that regard yeah. as well. And, um, and, and yeah, it, it was they had possession a lot throughout both of those first two periods. But like you said, it wasn't generating a lot of shot attempts. Um, and for, for as much as they were getting burned around the outside, they, they seemed to kind of form a nice little wall in front of the net at least, which, well, again, for two periods. <laughs> yeah, And uh, we, we have to keep putting that kind of pause on everything because the third period was a totally different team uh, in, in the worst way possible. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's something. Like, it's, again... I'm not playing the the moral victory game anymore. At some point, I just want to raise our expectations to where it's it's not play like good teams good like other good teams do. But it's not looking at what the team did well in a game they lost big isn't like calling it a moral victory because it's not. You know, we said said yesterday the expectation is risen and these kind of blowouts can't happen, and especially on back to back nights. But it is still okay to point out that. In the first period, the Red Wings had an expected goals for percentage of 65.47% as a team and an expected goals for ex- specifically of a 1.64. I'm assuming that 1.64 has something to do with the post they hit because that probably would have registered as like a 0.99 on the, <laughs> the expected goals yeah. for scale. But, you know, they, they 
it, so it wasn't just that they were preventing Boston from having shot attempts. They were preventing them from having quality shot attempts while having what seemed like by the eye test, more zone pressure. And they carried that over even more so in the second period. And I thought the second period was their best period. In fact, their expected goals against in the third, second period, um, at five on five, always got to caveat that because they were horrible on the penalty kill in this game, uh, was 0.16. The Boston Bruins got hardly any quality shot attempts off at five on five in the second period. This, so much so the Red Wings total team percentage was 78.49. So they played tough and they played well with Boston at five on five, which is what Derek Lalonde said they weren't doing well through the first six games of the season, first five games of the season, whatever game this is now. And so it's, it is nice to see that face-offs and five on five for the first two periods, again, big caveat, they played better and that was a big weakness. But overall, you saw what happened to this penalty kill when you're up against a genuine playoff team, and that's what killed you. You can't take penalties. You can't make mistakes. This team's not good enough for that. And I just keep coming back to that. And it's not even as if, Scotty, so yeah, you gave up three power play goals, which, by the way, you did to the Ducks just a couple days prior. That's that's awful. But it's not as if you didn't have power plays yourself and you failed to get anything going out of that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're the Ducks game away from – having a really bad power play numbers on the season. Like we, we can call a spade a spade and, and you know, if they, if they go out and, and convert on the power play in the next couple of games, then, then great. We're right back to, to kind of whatever lower end, middle of the pack ish type of area in, in within ranking in the league. But like right now, I mean, that, that ducks game is really doing some heavy lifting with mm-hmm. the, the season power play numbers. And, and that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. And obviously the penalty kill was brutal, but we, we talked about it earlier this week. I don't know if it was a game recap or if it was uh, the episode about when we talked about what we needed to do better, but we talked about the fact that all of these dudes are really good at hockey. And so like five on five, for even the best teams and the worst teams are going to be ballpark-ish. Like, the better teams are obviously better, but, like, all these dudes are professionals getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, to play the game of hockey. They're all really good. So you win games by converting on special teams. You win games when you have a man advantage, you score. So, like, that's exactly what just happened. Like, yes, they they had – the puck on their stick a lot more, even in the first couple of periods. And and that's obviously very frustrating, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you, you can't take penalties against good teams. You can't take penalties really against any team. Nonetheless, when the team is just objectively better than you. I mean, dude, it's just, so I, I, while you were talking, I decided to look at like, okay, all strengths Not considered, me, yeah. <laughs> all strengths considered, what did it look like? And it's the stats are very similar. So even when you factor in power play and penalty kill in those first two periods, it was all Red Wings. Again, it's just like those, that third period was so brutal. And I think the frustration of not being able to convert when you had the opportunity and just taking bad penalties constantly just got to them. Cause again, I reiterate the Red Wings played them tough through the first two periods, but the third period was a collapse. And again, that was a problem all last year, third period collapse, giving up tons of power play goals, taking bad penalties, defense getting walked. Like Those are all issues you had last year. Albeit last year, you didn't have the caveat of, oh, look at these bright sides, but we're not taking moral victories. We said that. The expectation is higher. 
for sure. It, it, it is higher. And also, like, you, you, you hung with them more. Like, again, I, I feel like in that regard, even we're kind of comparing them, like, yes, you, you might have had more dangerous shots than they had dangerous shots or whatnot. But again, like, they had possession of the puck a lot. They were burning you on the outside a lot. Like, it's not like we dominated them for two periods. Like, no, they, 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 that was, uh, uh, they almost still looked like they were in control even in the first two periods. So it's not even just because the possession metrics or the the metrics on how many dangerous shots or where we're taking our shots from or how many shot attempts we have was was maybe a little bit closer or or even in our favor doesn't necessarily just mean that that we were like it's not like we were the better team for two periods either i guess is my point like they the better team is the team that's able to convert on their opportunities right they they still burned you like a lot and again the thing i keep going back to they had the puck on their sticks a ton in your zone like way more than you did and that's that's I don't know. I I just feel like even in the first couple of periods, I feel like it was bend, don't break. And then in the third period, it broke. That's perfect. I mean, I'll finish off our conversation on this game because we got to do a preview for Minnesota Wilds game on Saturday. But I mean, this is your player list, although I zoomed in too far. So now you can't see the players. Good job, Brian. (laughs) Um, But this is the player list of guys who at five on five, you know, dominated quality shot attempts for versus quality shot attempts against. Philip Zadina, first and foremost, was led the team with 79.38% and a relative honest, to his teammates, 32. Uh, you want to talk about like the only player that I thought played a good defensive game, Philip Zadina, I thought looked He's really a, good defensively. I thought he has developed a good defensive game. No, and it's and it's he like he rushes the puck if it's on, you know, uh, on the outside, like he'll he'll bull rush the puck. I I think that his his forecheck when executed well is really solid. Like he, I, I have been really impressed with him and I was really impressed with him. Probably the only person I, that, that comes to mind, especially later in the game. That I, I mean, thought had a really good defensive game out of the forward group. Yeah. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six players on the team. That was under 50% for expected goals for a five on five. Only seven players on the team did not yeah. contribute positively offensively in this game. That's just, and they were just snake bitten penalties, Posts, power play goals for the other team. Brad Marshawn. Boston Bruins gave it to you, man. That's that's a tough loss, especially when you realize how well they actually played underneath it all. But no moral victories, man. You gotta win, you gotta win every single game if you want to prove that you're taking a step forward. Absolutely. Let's uh take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Minnesota Wild game and hopefully preventing this from becoming a losing streak as Minnesota Wild are off to a bit of a slower start than anticipated, 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. Uh, But first, got to talk to you guys about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn that the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why you're going to love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion with only that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Their 
monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's move on now to talking about the Minnesota Wild game and previewing that. Unless, do you have any final thoughts on the Bruins game? No, and and it, I, I think I think we we reiterated and, and attacked it from pretty much every angle that you can. Yeah. Um. And and I also think just when we preview this wild game, we'll probably bring up any remaining points we might have about <laughs> just because hey, don't do that. Maybe <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of don't do that. Yeah. Um. The Minnesota Wild currently through seven games are three, three, and one. They're sitting fourth in the Central Division. Not that, that means a whole lot. It's early in the season yet. Um, they currently are riding a two-game win streak coming into the game at Detroit on at 7 o'clock on Saturday, just 30 minutes before Michigan-Michigan State kickoff. And uh, they're, they're a team that I was expecting to – and they still have plenty of time to do so. They're a 500 hockey team currently, but really make waves in the Central Division. And I, I don't know if compete with Colorado is the best term because Colorado is Colorado, but at least reasonably lock up the second seed in that division – um, Matt Zuccarello leads their team in 10 points in six games played, followed by Kaprizov, as expected, eight points in six games played. Matt Boldy, six points in six games played. It goes down from there. Um, from what I understand, though, Scotty, without being uh, the host of Locked On Wild, which is Seth Topol, he does a fantastic job, one of the uh, best guy. shows on the Locked On NHL Network, goaltending seems to be their big issue. Marc-Andre Fleury is finally showing his age in five games played. He has a save percentage of 8.69, and their backup, Philip Gustafson, with two games played, is at 8.60, even worse. So, Scotty, in this game, first game of two against the Minnesota Wild, what are you expecting? Well, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe take that over again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if, if that's where you want to start, I think that that's probably a uh... – a, a fair a fair take look I, I mean the biggest thing I think that jumps off the page to me is that their power play has been one of the best in the NHL so far uh, I, th- I think they're fourth in the NHL in power I think they're over 30 percent still at the time of this recording I, and I don't think they play on Thursday night so I think that'll stand going into the game You're talking to the listeners I'll look it up um so I, I mean that's that's the biggest thing like that's uh, this penalty kill was got off to a really great start but it wasn't against very great teams if, if we're being honest and we saw they played a really good team and the PK got, you know, the doors blown off it. Yeah. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. So fourth. I nailed it. Shout out me. Um, but like, <laughs> but like that, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, uh, I think, especially we had just had that long conversation about special teams and, and how important the penalty kill and the power play is. And, and, for a team that's converting on almost a third of its power play opportunities so far, like going into this game, I think that that's really a, a pretty easy, Hey, maybe don't take penalties. And if you do, you're, you're going to need to have that early seat, you know, first couple of game, hundred percent penalty kill through four games or whatever you had rolling for. You need that PK to show up. Not, not the Bruins one. Yeah. I think the biggest thing in this game against the Minnesota wild. I think the Red Wings do have a legitimate chance of beating the Minnesota wild. First of all, Saturday game at LCA place is going to be rocking. Um, but second of all, they, they have the 19th penalty kill and 
even in that Bruins game where you only scored one goal, like we've spoken about, their underlying numbers looked great. They were getting opportunities. They just couldn't convert. Three posts say it all. And their goaltending is markably worse than the Bruins. Granted, Swayman's not off to a great start. You made him look like an all-star in that Bruins game. But yeah. Both Flurry and Gustafson are struggling to start the season. So your offense is potent, even if it didn't show up in that uh, Bruins game. It still remains potent. If you can show up to the Boston or this game against the Minnesota Wild with that offense intact against a weak defense, or not a weak defense, a weak goaltending, and a weak penalty kill at 19th in the league with Minnesota Wild, you're going to score three, four goals in that game. What you got to do on your end to improve is, one, don't take penalties. Like you were saying, Scotty, they have the fourth best in the league. You cannot, you're not going to survive a penalty kill against the Minnesota Wild because they have Kaprizov. They have Matt Zuccarello. They have guys that can score goals. They have Matt Boldy. You have got to not take penalties if you want to stay in this game and give yourself a positive chance. And then, of course, Scotty, defense, man. Defense has got the locker down. Morris Sider has been very, very good at Corsi percentage. But, man, I don't know if it's just because I'm concerned about a sophomore slump, but when I watch the guy, game with the eye test, it, it, it does feel a little bit like he is, I wouldn't say struggling, but not as dominating as he was last year. And I think Ben Sherratt has helped make up for that, although he was the worst player on the ice when it comes to the, you know, Corsi and Fenwick in the game against Boston. But I think Sherratt's helped make up for that. But, you know, Hronik and Mata have been on and off game by game. Um, Haig and Lindstrom are actually been pretty good the last two in these losses. The best defenseman on the team, according to those, solid, yeah. those numbers. Um, but, you know, you need that defense to step up and have a really solid game. I think if that all happens, you're going to win this game against the Minnesota Wild. And I think you prevent this win streak or this losing streak from happening and get back on the right track. Because, again, that expectation has risen. You can't – there's no more moral losses. You, you got to start getting points. You can't keep – yeah, like like we said in yesterday's show, you can't let this snowball into you – it can't be the, last you know, year. six games straight, just getting pumped. Like you can't, you, you, you if you want to, if you want to make this season more than just, Oh, we beat the really bad teams and get crushed by the really good teams. You, you're going to have to, you have to look in the mirror and, and, and play some competitive hockey. Cause again, the schedule does not get easier. The, the next four or five games are, are tough, are, are real yep. tough, <laughs> really good hockey teams. So yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta step up in a big way. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to. I I don't know what really with when it comes to Minnesota, what else you got to say? Um, I'm not really sure what their faceoff percentage Fun looks team. like so far in the season, but I I like the Wild. I, I like I like oh, that yeah. team to be really competitive um, going into the postseason. I, I really like the Wild's roster. Um, the over under for this game is not yet out as it's still as of recording this a few days ahead of time. Um, bet online, bet online. But let's say that it's six and a half because that seems to be the common trend in games. Sure. Let's say, let's this is the Brian Fisher puck line. Um the the over under in this game, not the puck line. The this is the Brian Fisher over under. Set it at six and a half. You think think you're hitting the over or the under? Oh yeah, I'll take the over. See I think this is a game where I'm taking the under. I think that the Red Wings score maybe three or four, but I think they hold Minnesota to one. I think they clean up their mistakes. I, I'm more or less putting faith and hope on the line here. You just said <laughs> you were going to beat the Wild four one. I think so. All right. I'm we're putting back. faith and hope in line. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic here because again, we're trying not to overreact to two bad losses because it's still early in the season. No, just I, I, no, absolutely not. It's just we have what we have, and so far this season, we we have you know 
gotten crushed by the best team we've played and, and have beaten, you know, the worst teams we've played, honestly, except for the sh- blunder against Chicago and then stealing a point from LA. Like that, that's, that's pretty much been the season yeah. so far. So yeah, it, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, we're, we're one of those groups that's just like, Oh, like the season's over or whatever. Like, it, no. no, certainly not. We're, we're whatever, six, seven games in, but like at the same time, we, again, we have what we have. And, and so far when we've played, top end top end talent it's been you know i feel like what happened yeah and the last two games we haven't had a good game <laughs> it's been, been been a few games since we've had a uh since we've had a nice easy win we, so. we were worried about that strength of schedule and so far we've been wrong but again we didn't want to overreact when they were playing hot we don't want to overreact when they're playing bad i think that the i think the red wings are somewhere in the middle uh yeah, well, i mean we that's seen. why we made a whole episode about like things they can still improve on we didn't have a regulation loss yet like you yeah. know what i mean like we want to we could see the cracks right try our best to to maintain level-headedness but when you get annihilated two games in a row it's tough <laughs> yeah man oh well um this is the last episode i'll be doing from this locale Woo! Yeah, really? on monday i'll be in a, a new spot with uh the camera facing a wall so people can't see my entire room behind me. Um, I, I always had to strategically make it. So it was hard for people to see the pile of laundry that was on my recliner at all times. And every episode I'm aware I, I didn't start making, I, I'm not a bed maker. I became a bed maker because I didn't want people to judge me. <laughs> oh, happy Friday. Out his secrets here before he moves. Look at this guy. Right at the end, man, I got nothing left to hide. So, yeah, uh, that'll do it for this week, guys. Let's hope that the Red Wings get a win on Saturday. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about that hopeful win. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every Every game.